Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua, and with me, as always, is our resident sex therapist, Angela Skirtu. Hi, Angela. Hi, Joshua. And again, we have our guest, Kendra Holiday, and her partner, Matt. She's a sex surrogate. You can find her at thebeautifulkind.com or beopenedandhonest.com or sexstl.com. You got a lot of websites. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Got to represent. So <laughs> today we're actually going to talk more about being in an open relationship, poly relationship. How do you define it? Like, Yeah. And we're also going to talk about modern masculinity and then maybe some kinky stuff. So sure. Yeah, what, all the good stuff. How do you define your relationship? Is open? Uh, I would say that we're in an open relationship. I would say we're polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's very liquid. Yeah. So what does that mean? What does that mean to you? How would you even define those things? So does that mean you're 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 open to having sex with other people, or you're open to having even relationships with other people, or how do you yeah. how do you say what are yes your rules? <laughs> what are the rules? What are Tell us rules? everything. That's yeah. why it's fluid. It, yeah, it's not. I mean, some people say poly or open mm-hmm. or ethical non-monogamy or oh, all yeah. these different mm-hmm. terms yeah i'm married use. to a therapist so i hear a lot of yeah. random all the PC terms, terms. Like, <laughs> I'm like i have no idea what to do with my hands <laughs> yeah there's too many pc terms. oh yeah but yeah. yeah uh that's why i say it's fluid just because i mean we have certain guidelines that we follow but we're free to do whatever we want as long as we communicate about it yeah Okay. Yeah. It's all about communication, just yeah. letting the other person and know. And we do relationship check-ins pretty yeah. often so yeah. that we don't let anything snowball. Oh, and, that's interesting. And then we... How would you do a relationship check-in? Yeah. Give me the play-by-play. Yeah, I want to <laughs> know what that is. Oh, if we need one, then one of us will request one. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down on a couch or something. <laughs> and then and then we sit like there. like a therapy session. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You have to dig into some deep layers. So you mm-hmm. have to say the things that you're afraid to say. And that's mm-hmm. the hard part. And that's where a lot of people don't want to go. Yeah. So there's things that you're, you don't want to say because you're afraid of hurting the other person or you feel like you're being silly or um, any number of reasons. You don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Or you're worried how they'll respond. And, yeah. yeah. You don't want to fight. And the big fear argue. is that they'll leave you or rejection yeah. Yeah. or you'll be shamed. Or you'll have a big fight that lasts for like 10 oh, days. Yeah. I yeah. hate those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. He loves fighting. I get always. so much video game time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Go on. But Tell us more. In the past, I've had relationships. I haven't been with too many abusive partners, That's but good. I haven't had yeah. yelling, screaming matches too much. But I've mm-hmm. had the cold treatment a lot, oh, yeah. where they ice you I out for a few tough. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, it's maybe worse or different, you know. But um, I'm so glad that I don't have that to deal with that anymore. Yeah, you know, for good. the past nine years we've been together. So maybe backing up just a little bit, mm-hmm. we do want to say that. I was married to somebody in a normal monogamous relationship for seven-ish years, and Matthew was, yeah. was yeah. married mm-hmm. in a monogamous relationship just like you would in a normal suburb. Yeah. <laughs> you tried it the normal way first, and you didn't like it. So why didn't you like it? What? what, <laughs> yeah, what, what how did you transition? Yeah. What caused the downfall? Yeah. <laughs> the well, downfall of monogamy. Yeah, what <laughs> caused the downfall? Oh, yeah. my gosh. There's yeah. lots of things that cause it. First yeah. and foremost, I think people get married too young. Yeah. Mm. And I think that society pressures people into, you go to high school, you go to college, you get married, and you have kids. But nobody talks about what happens after that. What does like, happen after that? When you have kids, now, now you just now have you can kids. die. So, yeah. You're good. So, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually die. <laughs> a big fan of 
a law that would require that people couldn't get married till they're 30. Yeah. I think mm. that that would change the divorce rate in this mm. country completely because I got married at 23. I was yeah. 23 when I got married. Yeah. And you're uh just for some science to back that your frontal lobe does not completely develop until you're 25. Yeah. And so people who get married before 25 aren't even self. fully themselves right. yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So you know. They're actually I heard a couple years back there was a country that changed the law that you had to actually renew your marriage license every 10 years that's so mm-hmm. cool so yeah, that marriage is not America for life country. there yeah. it's like you, you get 10 really years make sure you want this you have to be nice to her if you want her to come back you know yeah mm-hmm. you have to be good to your partner <laughs> you have to be nice <laughs> really i think i think people get married and they get comfortable they're like well now you're not allowed to leave me there's a right. contract but the reality is divorce is always on the table like and it does happen clearly well it happens a lot a lot yeah, yeah a lot is that a good thing or is that a bad thing so people talk about they're how never we can fun. change the divorce yeah. rate mm-hmm don't get married. Don't get, get married. married. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how you can change it. Yeah. But there, society pressures people to be married and be in monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. There are definitely couples that we've seen where we're like, do they even like each other? What I are know. they doing together? So true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know a lot of those couples. <laughs> well, so then how did you guys uh, transition from being monogamous to poly? Like, yeah. I mean, what where were the steps? Yeah, how did you get <laughs> I've, here? I've always been in a non-monogamous mindset Mm -hmm. and I've boxed myself in sometimes thinking I was supposed to do that and I have cheated in the past yeah which is just that's just sucks like that yeah but I'm glad that I learned about how there can be other things you know you could just kind of keep living and having different experiences and sometimes when you learn about something and you put a name to it oh Mm -hmm. my god I am this way and it helps you to I like labels. I like definitions, maybe. you know? Yeah. So I was always like that. And then I decided that I would never find a man who could tolerate my level of freedom that I desired because mm-hmm. I like to have sex with men and women. I like to have uh, all kinds of experiences. And most men that I've been with have been totally cool with me having a threesome with them and another woman yeah. mm-hmm. or being with a woman that's non-threatening to them. But right. they always are like no other sausages in the room. And right. They have a double standard and yeah. they love experiencing different women, but I wasn't allowed to experience other men and it mm-hmm. just felt unfair to me. So I decided I can't ever be with anyone yeah. in a relationship. I'm not relationship material, the end. But yeah. then, then you met. Started, <laughs> <laughs> backing you up, like what happened? Well, what about you? Same question. Yeah, so I was married and, you know, I was fine being monogamous. I mean, that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I think that's what a lot of us think we're supposed to be doing. Um, and then I got divorced and then I took about six months to kind of come back to center to reevaluate, you know, what, what I wanted out of life and I decided I knew I didn't want to be married again or monogamous again Uh, I wanted to be a little bit more uh, fluid than that and you know have a little more freedom to make some decisions I knew there was going to be nobody else living in my house again (laughs) Uh, and I also decided that I wasn't going to hold anyone to a standard I wasn't being I wasn't willing to be held to myself yeah Mm. Which I knew I didn't want to be monogamous, so yeah. that was that. That was and that. That wasn't on the table. So, mm-hmm. do you both feel like you're more successful as a couple because you're because you are in a more of an open relationship? Do you feel like you're not the kind of person that really just that's not how you function as a monogamous couple? Yeah, I couple. think monogamy works for some people. It yeah. definitely doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. don't care for it. I can't do it. I can do it for a year tops, maybe, mm-hmm. but I 
think that we have such shared core values mm-hmm. that we work so well together. We're matched libido wise. We're matched oh, that's good. interest wise. Yeah. We're it's so harmonious and amazing. I don't know. I wish everyone could have that. It's yeah. it's a gift. I think that's part of the success. But the other part is not living together. Yeah. We're not in each other's faces all the time. Yeah, you know, and we don't share a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And absence makes the heart. Yeah. Grow fonder. I mean, really. Maybe so you so. should go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we keep saying that. We yeah. feel like we need to have separate households, no, maybe. Oh, no. You guys need a session. You guys do a podcast. Oh, that. we've had plenty of therapy. Trust me. <laughs> trust me, therapists love to go to therapy. Right. We're big fans. <laughs> big fans. They're very big advocates of it. Go to therapy, Josh. You need it. But, well, I think you need therapy to be in a monogamous relationship, to oh, be yeah. honest, because it's always a work in progress. And there's so many things you have to negotiate constantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even just like you guys being in separate houses well, i can still, imagine yeah. there's a few things you don't have to do but, sure but you, know. you still negotiate it's sure. all about i mean the biggest thing that keeps us together too is communication and it's yeah. honesty and if any little thing bothers us we talk about it no matter how stupid you think it is because in my yeah. past relationship the communication broke down yeah. and it didn't work right and the communication was flowing in a different direction it wasn't flowing towards me yeah. and so mm. i knew that wasn't going to happen again either yeah. What do you mean it was flown in a different direction? My ex was speaking with her parents about okay. how she um, felt and not me. I, and not her partner. I, I think that's a mistake a lot of people yeah, make. Is mm-hmm. Instead of talking to their partner, they go talk to their sister. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. So and what happens? Yeah. The, sis- oh. <laughs> the sister. So the I actually have a pointing. funny story about that, actually. <laughs> My wife, Angela, when we were dating, she broke up with me three times. That is and true. I had every single issues. time, <laughs> instead of talking to me, she went and talked to somebody else. I'm I talked not... to our friend because I was like, I don't know what I'm and doing. Her friend and was telling her. To too. Her friend was just telling her, well, if you don't like, if you don't feel like you're in love, you know, move well, on. What she but was hold saying on. is, if you Here's don't know, story. if hold you don't on. know what you want, then you should break up. Right. So but she was, was telling you, break up <laughs> if you're not sure. So the last time she broke up with me, we're sitting in the car outside our apartment, and I tell her. I'm crying and to him about the breakup. She's crying to me about the breakup. <laughs> and so I told her I told her she had just broken up with me. The next time you break up with me, <laughs> I would rather you instead talk to me about it before you, you talk to other people about it. That was it. the last breakup. And that was the last time we broke up because she understood that I was open to listening and yeah. talking about yeah, those really things. really what was happening is we were having conflict. I didn't have the skills at the time to right. deal with yeah. conflict, which mm-hmm. is why I became a therapist. Yeah. Just to throw that out there. We <laughs> needed to figure this stuff out, right? Yeah. But yeah, like I didn't have the skills and so I just kind of broke down and what we really needed was to do that, to learn how to yeah. talk and communicate about yeah. deep issues. Yeah. So, um, so I've been non-monogamous with other people a little bit and it never worked too well. Mm-hmm. So then when he said... I am willing to try this out. I couldn't believe it. I was, yeah. I was yeah. like, that, how is he this coming true. from a monogamous marriage and he's going to do this? I'm going to make a mistake again. He, I'm, he, I'm signing up again for some man to block me and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. then we cautiously started and it worked. And I don't know how he went from that to that most people take a long time and it is a process because sure at first process, we yeah. had to experiment with things so when he would go out on a date with another woman early in our relationship i would lie in bed with my heart racing until yeah. i heard from him so you'd have a little bit of anxiety oh, wow. or well, jealousy I'm curious about, I was, like what is it well, like so yeah it, the difference like, is with that is that i'm the first guy she's been with that could provide experiences for himself yeah. all the other guys women she to was with <laughs> they would have the threesomes or whatever mm-hmm. and it would be her friend right so they would sit back and they you know 
and the, of course you can't have another phallus in the room mm-hmm. you know it's just like at that point they're extremely threatened I'm not threatened by that mm-hmm. you know I mean it's just shapes and sizes and mm-hmm. you know whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's body types too it's like being threatened by a skinny person being in the room oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, not a skinny person yeah, right exactly, exactly yeah. right I understand so but I think that was the, the, your biggest issue, darling, dealing with that. And mine was just dealing with the non-monogamy in general because she'd already dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we both had, you know, I mean, it's a process, <laughs> communication process. There was anxiety at different points. Yeah, but, we learned what made us uncomfortable. We learned about yeah. And then we would talk about that and see where that was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a rule that I wanted him to check in with me when he got home. And I wanted to make sure that he was still going to be with me the next mm-hmm. day. Like, did you like her better? Are you going to go be with her? Oh, yeah. Now? Are you, are you, <laughs> how, so do you, did you ask that like every time? Like, are you going to leave me? Like, you know, almost. I, I'm not explicitly, yeah. but, but that yeah. was why you I was scared. Wanted to solidify. He wanted that I, yeah. you guys are still together. She's not better than you in some yeah. way. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I was worried that he would find someone who was uh, more attractive, more something. And that he would say, I like that better and go off with that. Yeah person yeah. and it scared me you didn't and want I didn't to lose him. lose him i think yeah. that's a lot of people's fear actually you know sure. that like uh, is this person going to take more of the the primary role and am i just going to end up like you know somewhere Push else that. and that is kind of there's a, a rational fear behind that Absolutely. because generally when you're married and there's an infidelity a lot of times that does end the marriage yeah i mean yeah. that's not coming from but there's nowhere. a difference with that because it's non-consensual mm-hmm. you know the people who have right. an infidelity don't talk to their partners and say hey so you know i'm gonna go so have sex know. with somebody I'm else i'm gonna go cheat on you hope you're no. fine yeah, with it well, also <laughs> i think a lot of people don't think about how different body types different smells different energies mean different things and there is not one person that can provide all experiences on the planet. And if your ego gets in the way of that, you know, like she, she's not uh, exotic looking. She's not from Africa. She has no African descent in here. She's not from oh, Asia, you, you know, so. Surprise me. She pretty so exotic. I'm pretty sure she's a black Asian. She's, <laughs> so. she's extremely beautiful, but I mean, and I'm not that either. So mm-hmm. if she wants to have, you know, the BBC. What's BBC? Big Black Cock. Oh. <laughs> you didn't know what BBC is? I didn't know what that it's was. It's also a TV station. I learned something today. I mean, <laughs> if she wants to do that, I can't even paint mine and make it work. So she's got to go find it somewhere else. Well, you and could, that's well, you could cover it with chocolate, and that might make no, it a fun experience. It still would not be. The <laughs> big part would it's be not the, the problem, same. Right? I mean, yeah. 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 Right? Right. <laughs> it's the big part that's the problem. So how do you deal? Do you get jealousy still? Well, then, over time. Yeah. His track record, impeccable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he kept showing me over and over again. And from the beginning, he told me he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I've been dealing with some hormonal shifts lately with yeah. menopause, all this stuff. And I've been having, like, I'm changing. And I said to him, how can you put up with this? And he mm-hmm. said, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So he's a loyal person. He's got cowboy ethics. And so over time, I got more and more relaxed. And now he can go have an overnight with a woman. He can, and I can go to sleep, and I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I know it's going to be okay. And we get to tell each other, like, um, deta- you know, not like to yeah. betray confidence of people, but we get to fill each other in on yeah. what was different, what was what that we liked better or not, because yeah. there's stuff. Do so you talk- share the experience? Isn't that kind of compersion where you like oh, totally, you're, you're getting totally. something out of hearing about the mm-hmm. other person's experience? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard of that. And have yes. you always shared 
experience talked about it afterwards yeah. like that yes yeah, so yeah. jealousy is when you're feeling insecure and threatened and compersion is when you feel joy in your partner's experience yeah. and you mm -hmm. feel happy for them yeah. and I love that we've gotten to that point and it took time and it took work and some people want to go poly or open in six months and it really does take years or they yeah. think that okay. opening their relationship is going to solve problems yeah which and it never so does true. we've <laughs> seen a whole lot of people crash and burn crash and burn like oh, yeah. that when they were like oh yeah well let's let's do this because it sounds hot it's yeah. not mm -hmm. i mean it's not for everybody no nope. and if you cannot be honest and if you don't know what telling the truth really is it's not for you well and i want to say something to that too in therapy i'll see people who are coming to me who are having problems and considering the whole poly thing and yeah. almost always will suggest that um First, they stay monogamous and work on their issues. And then once they feel like they're on better footing, consider the poly thing yeah. because it doesn't fix anything in the same way that having a baby doesn't fix yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. It actually makes it more complex. Yeah, all of a sudden, your life's falling <laughs> apart. Let's bring a baby in. More burden. Yeah. Let's everything, bring right? new partners in because that makes it more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That would be a so, bad idea. So that's part of the relationship check-in where at first it, we, were, we weren't comfortable with overnights, let's just say, for example. Yeah. Yeah. or And we've never been to the point where no kissing or something like that mm -hmm. but we have quite relaxed guidelines but it's changed over time when we sure. check in i'll ask would you mind if i took a weekend trip with a couple and he's okay with that that's mm -hmm. amazing freedom that's amazing well, we've also and it makes decided, me so grateful yeah oh it, i think it works it makes great. me crazy about you like, uh -huh. like it makes that's me awesome. so much hotter for that's you sweet. when i get to go have something else and come back and yeah oh my god I love super you hot that's, cool. <laughs> uh, that's really awesome i think we've also taken time away from other people like we've made a conscious choice to yes. be monogamous for a yeah, few I was, months like, i was about to ask that like slow down a little bit you know let's when your take mom a break passed. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah yeah i was about yeah. to ask like are there yeah. times where you do take a moment sure. to just be just you together yes and, and we what carve are out times? quality time yeah. all the time yeah that's and that's good. why i feel like it's fluid yeah. like because that we're not poly at that point or right. are we i don't right. know you want to label it sure I it mean, sounds like you're making each other a priority and really giving each other that message through your actions right Yes. And I, th I think when somebody dies or there's a big change in the family, I think people need more affection and love yeah. and they need that attention. So I think that would make sense to kind of direct it toward each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. You sense. don't need to bring other stuff into it when you're right. trying to maybe let's say a death or something right, is yeah. like a big hole blew into your house mm -hmm. you got to repair that hole and then you can put decorations up right. again yeah because it's hard to, you wouldn't want to throw a party the next day right, right. so it's hard totally. to go out and party with people like yeah. that and do wild whatever you're doing having yeah. fun it's yeah. hard to even just have fun mm -hmm. when somebody's died recently mm -hmm. much less have sex sure but like honestly as a married couple me and angela when we had a death in the family, I think our sex life went down a bit because yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a rough time for that. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I have yeah. a question on this. Um, is it about the sex? Is it about the love when you are, you know, opening up your relationship or would you completely describe it as something different? <laughs> Meaning, I think it's about variation. Connection, okay. intimacy, it's about, yeah, it's experiences, about with people. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. I've never been a one night stand type of guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in just the physical necessarily side of things. I need to have a mental connection with people before I get intimate with them. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's about variation. It's about experience. It's about love. I think some of it is about the sex. I think it's, a, you know, it's about lots of things. Yeah, for sure. we uh, we I do of course do sex work, so I do have um, 
casual sex. Like, I don't. That's not the right <laughs> word for it. But I, I. You'll have sex where I you're not necessarily intimate. I have sex for intimate. fun. I have sex for sport. I have mm-hmm. sex for entertainment. I have right. sex for um, like watching different movies, you know, right. like that. But I also we also date couples. Sometimes mm-hmm. we date sure. people together. Like a double date. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And sometimes I date a couple or sometimes, you know. Yeah, I so, might be out with a couple. And yeah. usually our relationships, um, they last a few months or a year or two and then they kind of fade away because we have a kind of a poly community yeah. and mm-hmm. everyone kind of just shifts with what they're looking for and needing and, mm-hmm. and it works out very well. So we don't disregard people's feelings. We operate on respect. Mm-hmm. So even though we have our primary relationship, which some people take issue with that word because it seems to indicate that your lovers are your secondaries, mm-hmm. which is not a nice feeling, but I feel like he's my king and mm-hmm. I'm the queen of yeah. our kingdom. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. how I introduce her as my number one, my queen. And then that's everyone awesome. else is concubines. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I actually refer to her as my our queen too. I'm yeah. The king. Yeah, yeah, king and queen. And, then, yeah. and, and so that's not to say that all these people are our minions or our little yeah. subjects. They're still important. They they have their own kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. And if we can bring gifts to their kingdom too, yeah. they yeah. can have yeah. they can make their kingdom whatever they want. Mm-hmm. We know what ours is, so we will pay respect to them and we will <clears throat> give them lovely stuff too so we're not just using people we're not just um mm. take you know doing things and discarding people it's yeah. very much a give and gift process and yeah. i've never yeah. been with a woman outside of our primary relationship that didn't know kindred existed so i'm not yeah like they need to understand it's important for me that look i'm in a relationship just mm-hmm. because we're together and so for some people it works some people it doesn't there mm-hmm. was one woman that got interested she happened to be a little bit older and I told her about Kendra, all that, and then she saw Kendra, and it was real. And then she could. Mm. She said, "I don't think I can share." I said, mm. "I'm not asking you to. If you can't, yeah, this yeah. is not for you. It's right. all good. Like yeah. I take no offense to that. I just want you to know. I don't want. You're not being tricked here. Yeah. Right. Be true to I'm yourself. You're being honest someone. with yeah. them, and yeah. you're making yeah. it very clear that they're not gonna steal you away from her. Right. And and you're one right. woman you were with, she said, I feel bad for Kendra. Like uh, she thought she was taking yeah, something she, from she'd me. She'd been cheated on before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she hadn't met Kendra yet. And we were together a couple times. She said, I just feel bad for Kendra. I said, you, you don't need to do that. This <laughs> is not what we're talking. And then she met Kendra and it was, and I could tell that that particular woman, she was kind of like, uh, she was a bit apprehensive. It can be awkward. It can be unusual. awkward. It's not you. you sure. But when Kendra said, "Oh yeah, you guys had a great time together," I heard yeah. you did this, and then she was like, "Whoa, he did tell her everything." Yeah, yeah. It's wow. like, That's awesome. Nice. Right. So you said every. So you'll be with a couple or uh, you know somebody else as a part of a relationship for a while, and then it kind of goes away. How do you end those relationships? They just kind of fade out. They just kind of fade out. Yeah. yeah. There was a woman we dated for off and on for two or three years and we mm-hmm. oh, love and her it, yeah she's yeah. great and if she if she comes back it'd be great you yeah. know and but she yeah. found a primary for a while so she went that way yeah interesting there's a a, cu- a few okay. couples that we've sort of been involved with in and out and various combinations and someone goes back to master school right. you know somebody, somebody has kids school, or life happens you get life busy happens, yeah. yeah the school it picks up again. Everybody's working during the school year. People are teachers or something. So you there's a I mean? season. Maybe summer's yeah. the season for so have you open ever play. Had a, <laughs> have you ever had a crash and burn in a relationship oh, yeah. like that? Where Do you you're mean a, our relationship? Where no, you're like with where... somebody and maybe you're dating a couple uh-huh. and it kind of gets weird or difficult. We usually bow out yeah. before that happens. Yeah. So. yeah. You can see the signs. There have been yeah. a couple of yeah. times when 
we've been like, okay, yeah, that's a you don't want red to, flag. Bring the, that's your, a red flag. Let's yeah. back. Well, away. Give us an example What's of what a red, a red flag, flag yeah. might be. Yeah. For me, a red flag is <laughs> any kind of drama that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, and I tell people that when I don't play games, I don't lie. Not in high school. You know, I'm not in high school, so I don't need all this stuff. Yeah. And nobody likes drama. Well, some people do. No, they. Well, some I don't like drama. Cling to drama, actually. Polly, <laughs> yeah. but Polly has a reputation for being full of drama. Oh. Yeah. And oh, people yeah? playing yeah. musical chairs and, eh, yeah. and all this stuff. <laughs> Does it? I mean, is that a reality? Is it dramatic? There or? are some people that use Polly as a reason, basically, not to tell people. They say, "Well, I'm polyamorous, so I can do whatever I want, whenever I want," and they don't communicate. Hmm. That's not Polly. That's not Polly. That's yeah. They're not being open. They're no. being more. They're I being do whatever I do what I want. They yeah. should say they're opportunistic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we drama would be um, latching on too much. Like yeah. texting about problems and issues and, you know, I mean, bringing their, their issues mm-hmm. to us too they're much. They're commiserating with you mm-hmm. almost about their partner. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing. If, if That's someone, a red flag for you if they start, like, complaining about their partner. Or yeah, they're keeping a, things from their partner. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody says to us, oh, yeah, I haven't had sex with my partner in a mm. year. I'm glad you guys are here. It's oh, like, wow. No, no, yeah. no, no that's not, a bad. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. That means like they're on we, their way out of that relationship. Or they're using us to, to stay in as a crutch, or yeah. a crutch or anything, mm. you know, and it's like, eh. There have been some situations where it's like, okay, we'll hang out for a little while because I think it will help your relationship. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I don't I don't deal with drama yeah. on any level. So it sounds like um, one of kind of the criteria for you guys to consider a couple is that um, they need to actually be in good standing or even an individual. Like their relationship isn't on the rocks and they're using you guys right. as a crutch or some kind of therapy that's not going to work, which by the way, it really doesn't work that yeah. way. Um, <laughs> but so, and as long as they seem like they're in a good place and they're making this conscious consenting decision, yeah. then you guys are open to it. Yeah. But if it feels like there's any sort of, yeah. I don't know, backhandedness or even, you know, manipulation. Yeah. There was a couple that we took up with a little bit in a playful kind of way. So we would not call ourselves swingers at all, but no. we, I do host play parties and different, you know, there's different <laughs> levels of this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. they were more of a swinger types and they got so excited about it. They were yeah. like kids in the candy store mm-hmm. and they jumped right in the deep end and their relationship did crash and burn. Oh, so well, we played yeah. with them. We didn't, we weren't anything to do with their situation. Yeah, we had a few experiences with It was them. fun it and was fun, stuff, yeah. but. But then when they start, you know, when we backed away from that, because they had to go deal with that big years ago. They were both into physical fitness. Like they were both kind of weightlifters, you know, Mm -hmm. it was interesting to. Yeah. And it's neat to get with a bodybuilder. Like it's neat to, (laughs) you know, I'm sure it would be pushups on you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've had guys. I do pushups on you. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Muscles. You love them. Muscles are cute. They are. Okay, well, so um, you guys are also in the kink community. So, yeah, you're, you're, we should learn about that. You're part of, what is it, Sex Positive St. Louis? Yeah, so Tell I co-founded Sex Positive St. Louis that? in 2010. Okay. And we started out with four co-founders. Mm-hmm. And within a month, we had about 100-ish members. And as of right now, we have over 3,000 members. Mm-hmm. So That's we've really lot. grown and grown. And we, Sex Positive is an umbrella term, so mm-hmm. we don't... S- focus on BDSM or 
like what are some different sex times? Like we don't focus on one thing. Poly, we focus an umbrella BDSM, on everything, yeah. including asexuality, mm -hmm. including anything to do with our sexuality. We want to offer a safe space for people to learn about who they are and learn about this stuff because in our society, our media tends to be ignorant about it mm -hmm. or they uh, have a negative thing. You know, people... People are so afraid to have sex because they think they're going to get horrible diseases all yeah. the time. Yeah. And you do yeah. need to be careful. <laughs> yeah. But you there, should use condoms. There yeah. is, <laughs> yes. But but there's a lot of fear mongering out there. So we that's why we say positive because mm -hmm. we want to give a positive spin on this whole concept because it can be really a really rewarding thing. And a lot of people hold back because of you know the, their stuff. So, so I can speak to it, that too. Just real I have quickly. a question, oh. real quick. So is sex positive more of a? It's about education or is it? Is it also like a social organization? Yes, it's very so social. So yes is the answer. Yes. <laughs> it's both we, things. We do so many different events, yeah. and we experiment. So even Saturday night, we're hosting a CFNM party, which is a CFNM. clothed female nude male party. Oh, wow. <laughs> and That's interesting. That sounds fun. So I, so I yeah, mentioned. Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> so you we, have to be nude, honey. No. <laughs> so... Sex, sex and body image, those are two huge things that got a little guilt and shame attached to them. Mm -hmm. So we will host a topless tea party, and someone will come with a mastectomy, and we're all sitting around. And so I said, like I'll, I said, I said, we have 14, no, 13 boobs here, it's, you know. <laughs> and it's like, and, but it's laugh, you know, people You're are laughing like, you know, with them. And, and it's so cool that she was comfortable to show her scar mm -hmm. and not yeah. be like, oh, you know. And so then we've had... Um, Clothing optional parties are really popular, and so they're not. I do play parties, play parties, which are interactive, like mm -hmm. orgies and stuff. But oh, then, okay. clothing optional parties are social gatherings. There's not sex, but it's just a way to feel more comfortable in your skin, and it's clothing optional, so you don't have to. You don't have to mm -hmm. be. Yeah. And yeah. You guys have done talks. And, yeah, I mean, we've talked about living. Um, we have speakers come for our group too. So mm -hmm. um, Nick Mayo is a really great guy. He's part of ASECT, I think, and he gave a talk about loving and life after getting HIV. Mm -hmm. And we've had a couple of people on the autism spectrum talk about dating and autism. Yeah. We've had uh, just many, many topics. So some male of them are male etiquette because yeah. people get very excited about these opportunities and we yeah. want them to behave in a way that helps women feel comfortable and mm -hmm. safe. It's not a big freak out. You've got... and. <clears throat> It's really good to take it slow. Sure. Yeah. And With body language classes, how to read body language. And, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. that would be really good for yeah. people on the spectrum, I would think, Absolutely. too. But even, I'm not even that, you know, I think a lot of people don't know how to read social cues at times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But back to, I wanted to point out one thing. Um, mm -hmm. What you're saying, like, col our culture has a lot of things that we talk about as far as how sex is negative, like, um, but we don't have a lot of examples of what can be a positive image of sex and I, I just really value that you guys even came here to kind of even show me because like as a therapist I only get the negative like I know. things people struggle with yeah so like I always say my my perspective is skewed because I'm only going to hear the mm -hmm. problems but like this is an example of a couple that is in decent working order yeah we have a healthy <laughs> you're working well and mm -hmm. and you're living sex positive lives you're yeah. open and it's not crashing and burning so that's a really cool thing to see yeah it's it's really nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I I think we want to talk a little bit about you know we've been talking a little bit about since you mentioned that male um, 
you know, modern males, masculinity. modern masculinity. Yeah, what is that? What, what is modern masculinity? Kendra should tell you that. No. No, you no, have no, no idea. No. It's all on her. No, no, no. <laughs> what I meant is mature masculinity. Mature. And I'm going to oh. say this, and then you're going to talk because you're oh. a mature man. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. Oh, it's all so about you him. know you're mature. Wait your turn, and then she'll tell you when to talk. He's a man. So no, patriarchy, kidding. we live in a patriarchal society. Sure. Patriarchy is the fear of the feminine and the mature masculine. Mm -hmm. So that means that we're being run by a bunch of immature men. In our <laughs> <Yeah>. society. <laughs> I, I can tell, yeah. In our society, we have high school boys that graduate, and they don't ever go through a rite of passage. You don't ever have a chance to kill the boy and become a man. And they end up being boys in man bodies, and then they end up getting married, and then their wives take care of them like they're another kid in the family, and all this stuff that's so frustrating. And then the wife gets really resentful and domineering, and they break up, and they have affairs. And so all that stuff is a problem. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> if we could really address this mature masculinity thing, and let men really truly express their authentic selves and not try to cover their, up their desires. And if they could, um, did I say express feelings? And yeah. oh, that's, well, I think that's a, something a lot of men have a problem with is expressing absolutely. emotions, yeah. especially and, toward other men. Well, because socially men are, um, they're socialized to only be allowed to either express anger. anger or calm. That's it. Um, they get kind of shamed if they speak any other way. And they, they, they choose to be neutral and pull back, mm -hmm. and then they look like a wimp, and then they don't get the respect. But people need to really own who they are and be authentic but be respectful. So how did you get to be mature? Because you – I call well. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kendra tells me I'm lots of things, and she reads a lot of books like Sex at Dawn and – King warrior magician lover that she cites uh, and she says this is you and that's you and I, I mean I don't read those books I don't uh, put a lot of time into that I think the issue that we have with young men in society is what we teach them about what relationships are supposed to be and the entitlement that we teach them uh, is extremely problematic mm -hmm. and we're teaching our young men in society uh, through lots of different ways, whether conscious or subconscious, that they're supposed to have possessions to uh, have value in their life, to be raised on the ladder, mm -hmm. right? Of the mm -hmm. sort of the ladder of, yes, now you're a man because you have money, and now you're a man because you have a woman, and now you're a man because you have two women, or now you're a man because you have a wife and a mistress, or now, you know, all these different things. Um, and we don't set examples for the young men about how to be respectful to people most often i think uh like with what kendra said there are lots of different cultures that have rites of passage mm -hmm. so you take the people of west africa for instance for the females and the young males they both have rites of passage sort of ceremonies yeah. right mm -hmm. And here what we have is you graduate from high school. And you get a cake and a party. Right. Yeah. And, you get, and you get a check. A <laughs> like like you, have, you have to have a painting yeah. process to get to a better, like a, mm -hmm. I don't want to say the word evolved because that means. Mm. Mm. Well, there hard. isn't a teaching process that says this is what it means to be a respectful Grow man. Yeah. Be an adult. And that's yeah. the problem with our education system. And I've been an educator for a long time. Mm. But we're not teaching people the right things. Mm -mm. Oh, oh yeah we're not teaching them much of so uh, <laughs> it seems this one podcast. especially when it comes to any sex or relationships at all like 
there's no class that I went to as a child or even a teenager that taught me how to talk to a woman, uh-huh. how mm-hmm. to have sex, how what I mean, really I had a health class that pointed out genitals, mm-hmm. either the genitals, <laughs> yeah. and then the rest of the semester was these are all the diseases you can get on your genitals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the negative the connotation. I grew up in Texas. That's Did all we had. Did you get something about consent anywhere? <laughs> Not at no, all. That's no. so no, important. I had to too. learn that on my own. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So this one podcast called um, Mental Health Happy Mental Illness Happy Hour. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his name is Paul Gilmartin. He firmly believes that we need to teach emotional literacy in yeah. class in mm-hmm. schools, mm-hmm. and yeah. that would help so much. All these parents who don't know how to handle their emotions with disciplining kids and hurting their feelings—you see it all the time. That would be good, and also in other relationships as well. Yeah. Uh, another thing, just to go back to what you said about the ladder and people having yeah. cars and money and yeah. women. Women are not possessions, and right. people need to realize that as well. Mm-hmm. They're people. People are mm-hmm. not possessions in general, no. yeah. yeah. But oh, I think I, okay. uh, I mean, we have. <laughs> they shouldn't be. In, in, right, yeah. they yeah. shouldn't be, unless they want to be. I guess. 200 years ago. <laughs> unless it's consenting. Too, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if you look at the structure of our society in general, mm-hmm. it's been run by rich white men. Yep. Forever. Historically. And they've made the choices for everyone else. Yep, and they make choices for women. They make choices for poor people. They make choices for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yep, but the, and the even on things that have nothing to do with them, them, like right, sure, like yeah, women. They don't health. make the choice, same choices for themselves. Right, <laughs> and it's problematic. And on the money, and on the Constitution, and we swear judges in, and we swear presidents in on the Bible. Back mm-hmm. to the religion thing. Right. So mm-hmm. all a lot of this stuff is based in, you know, this sort of archaic, puritanical, and archaic view of mm-hmm. what it means to be a human. Mm-hmm. And we're, so we're not animals anymore, and that's problematic too. We don't talk about animal instincts when we talk about humans. Oh, we're all animals. Oh. We're all mammals. Well, you know right. that, but we don't talk about that. And oh, we I don't do. Address that. <laughs> in, not in but, school, right? <laughs> we don't. That's what I'm no, saying. No, they always they always put human right. anatomy away from. We're any much better animal. than everything. We're somehow yeah. a more sentient yeah. being, <laughs> and everything else is just food. Right. Mm-hmm. And you notice yeah. that in our society, so many people wax themselves and try to get rid of odors and they do so many things they try to hide their feelings they want to be a mannequin or a robot Mm -hmm. instead of an animal primate person beast you know like like wonder woman you saw wonder woman and she had makeup on the whole time (laughs) i mean her hair was done it was perfect she was in a war zone and all of a sudden she comes out with perfect curls over the trenches I'm sorry. She everybody in those trenches is covered in dirt yeah. and mm-hmm. mud and feces. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, that's one of those n- <laughs> unconscious ways one, that, yeah. like, I think we're being uh, culture is defining us. Like, even after people have had sex, if you see a visual on a movie, everybody has full makeup yeah. on. Their hair is yeah. intentionally tousled yeah. in a way that you right. look perfect. It's like mm-hmm. nobody looks that way after sex. You look really dirty and sweaty yeah. mm-hmm. and happy Hopefully. if you got an orgasm. At least you should. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> yeah, that's good sex, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, what what lessons would you, you know, want want like if there are young men listening here yeah. or even men coming into themselves, yeah. what, what yeah. lessons would you want them to know to be like, what does it mean to be a good man? What does that look like or a I healthy man? First and foremost, you need to stop thinking about your penis and how important it is to you. <laughs> Get over your penises, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that I mean, you know, think about it. We talk about. <laughs> dick size in this country like crazy Mm -hmm. and that i mean you could say someone has a small penis oh 
you're a terrible person. I mean, there's so it's yeah. same thing with women and with breasts and mm-hmm. the way their hips look, right? Or if they shave or if they don't. I mean, all these different things, and it's woven into marketing and movies mm. and everything we see in society. But the first thing I would say is, keep your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> keep your pants yeah. on. <laughs> like uh, forever or just for a time? <laughs> no, for a while. Stop worrying about where you can put your stuff and start worrying about how other people feel in your company. Hmm. Oh. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me is that stop worrying about what your penis is and what it can or cannot do and start thinking about connecting with people on an emotional level rather than a physical level because that's what these young men are doing. That's what I did when I was younger. It was like, oh, man, you know, how I'm much oral, oral sex yeah. can I get from all these mm. girls? And, you know, and all, the, I mean, it's, well, I mean, it feels good. So, I mean, <laughs> you kind of seek it out. But I, sure. sure, I guess you could put it that way. But that's, I mean, it's a problem if you're seeking that out and you're taking advantage of people. That's sure. the problem. Oh, yeah. If definitely. you're on the predator side of things. Oh, no, don't be a predator. Yeah. Never predator. Right. <laughs> that's not a good thing. Okay, so I think we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back. You guys have a little more time. Sure. And this has been about sex. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome to back to About Sex. I'm Josh, and with me, as always, is Angel Skirtu, and Hello our special again. guest, Kendra Holiday, and her partner Matt. And now we're going to actually talk. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> my bad. I'm anyway. counting. That's four. Uh, that's four. <laughs> hey, at least I got. I, I've got it now. <laughs> I know part of your name, and that's actually good for me because I'm that's I'm bad at names. Half the battle. Right, exactly. Half the battle. So we're going to talk about kinks mm-hmm. and bdsm and you were just saying something about a twitter battle or twitter oh, conversation yeah. about this twitter battle, battle. <laughs> oh the twitter, twitter trenches patter, you patter, were in patter. yes the twitter trenches that's so funny oh uh, i don't know if i'll say it the same way as i did before but sure. here i'm gonna try so there was a discussion on twitter on do you think that bdsm and kink are interchangeable and they decided over the discussion that BDSM is kinky, mm-hmm. but kinks don't have to involve BDSM. Right. And so BDSM is, I call it the profane side of sex, and it is exploration. Mm-hmm. It involves pain, sensation, not all the time. I'm just saying that it involves those components. Mm-hmm. And sorry less than train thought but kinks are also other things that are fetishes Mm -hmm. and other interests so i have a sex spectrum and i say that there's repressed on one end of it and that's place i never want to be repressed vanilla Vanilla. lovely that's a great place to be delicious everybody likes vanilla ice cream Mm -hmm. but but sometimes you want some rocky road (laughs) that's where kink might come in rocky road there's kinky (laughs) Then there's perverted, mm-hmm. and then there's fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. So it goes there. Huh. So so repressed, I don't think people should be in that category, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then effed up, you have to be really careful with that part. You don't want to end up there either. So yeah. I am very much in the vanilla, kinky, perverted category, but I do have a couple of little effed up things. And by that, I mean that effed up scenarios can be dangerous Mm -hmm. to you mentally Mm -hmm. or physically and that's where you need to be careful because uh, we have done some pretty intense humiliation play at home and that could mess you up if you're not doing it the right way yeah and we've learned along the way as well and the nice thing about so what is the right way 
<laughs> the right way is to give yourself time and to talk about what you both want out of the situation. Make sure everyone's consenting. Mm -hmm. And then the most important thing is to have the aftercare. Mm -hmm. And so I personally have rape fantasies. Matthew's not really into the rape stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we did kind of a scene where I was being um, like he was being aggressive, but we talked about, you know, don't slap me in the face, that kind of right. stuff. Then, There's rules and boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's say that I have been raped in the past, which I have. Mm -hmm. Then we can even go there and recreate that scene. But in real life, I was assaulted and it was not consensual. It yeah. was a violation. It was assault. It was not and a fun thing. Can that sometimes trigger you toward if you're role playing that? Can it make it turn into a bad thing? No. Bring up those old thoughts? Unexpected things can trigger things me mm -hmm. but with these scenes i'm in control yeah so i'm not that i know exactly what to expect mm -hmm. but this is my scene he's giving me this experience and i know that i'm in a safe place even though i can kind of tap into those old feelings but the neat thing is is that when i was raped before i was kind of left in the dirt so to speak yeah. and i didn't have um like there was no it felt so disrespectful and horrible and you felt violated it was awful it's not a good thing but then yeah. i can be dragged around and and we can do all this really intense stuff mm -hmm. and then we have the aftercare mm -hmm. and it gives me the closure right so i can recreate something that happened to me with him mm -hmm. and then be held like a baby and yeah. have that lovely that's interesting. healing i want to talk about this in terms of my therapy because i've actually had quite a few clients who um using these scenes and bdsm and kink has been a way for them to take back yes, elements of yes. their sexuality like i had a client once who was raped anally and um when they redid a scene um with anal where they got to be in control they were able to re-experience that as a positive thing mm -hmm. and so i've known quite a few people um who've been able to um kind of you know take back sexual acts mm -hmm. in a more like they're in control and they can experience this and enjoy it for themselves but i, I want to put a caveat for anybody listening who's kind of mm -hmm. thinking oh i want to try this lots of talks it yeah. sounds like you have a lot of communication beforehand you make yeah. sure that you know exactly what you want to get out of there are lines drawn as far as like what's okay and what's yeah. not okay and there's safe words i'm yes. guessing yes I what do are your have safe, safe words, words. <laughs> my safe word is bluebird bluebird <laughs> yeah that's cool i always suggest pineapples for people <laughs> what's yours <laughs> i don't have one yeah, I'm <laughs> oh okay all right i just walk away yep <laughs> like, i'm done yep. say i'm done i'm out yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Well, so anything else that you guys want us to know about like the kink or um, the poly or BDSM, any of it? I, I can say that I, as a sex worker, I am a fetish facilitator. Yeah. <laughs> so I can help people act out some things that they've wanted to try. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I do things that aren't necessarily for me, but it's a service I provide and it's nice. So I've done a lot of things that Matthew hasn't done. Mm -hmm. And so I can talk about funny, freaky stuff like that. But as far as our sex life goes, mm -hmm. we um, have the role of he is the dominant mm -hmm. partner and I'm submissive. And we've talked about 
our interests and been able to act them out. And that's what's so cool that a lot of people want to keep fantasies in their head, which is totally fine. But mm -hmm. I like to take them out of my head and see how they feel in real life. And I'd say 80% or 90, like a lot are really positive experiences. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work out, then you don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. But can you, that's good. like, um, what's the most, in, so in your work, what's the most interesting fetish you've ever oh worked with like that I, that piqued my interest there <laughs> sorry no, we're um, going there how many more minutes do we have we have uh, well, uh, well yeah. we have about 30 minutes or 20 minutes okay you guys gotta go okay so i'll indulge you guys in that <laughs> stuff but i would like to talk about i would so do you go edit this? if you wanted to keep going that's yeah, fine go. we go don't ahead. edit so you we talk oh. no edits <laughs> no we're live okay, okay. Live. well we're i live. know that but um yeah how did you get to the point where you could beat my ass? Yeah. Because you're taught not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're taught not to do that or not. True. Uh, um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that. Men are taught to be aggressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. But then we're also told then not to do it. But before okay. we got together, you weren't running around beating women's asses. Yeah. No. And I'm not now, for the record. Unless they're consenting. More spanking and yeah, things yeah, like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was, I guess I'm kind of trisexual like that. You know, it's, I'm willing to try anything. And, and, <laughs> I like that. And uh, if I think I'm going to like something or I feel like I do like something, then I keep doing it. Yeah. Um, so when you, Kendra, were. You know, I'd never, I had spanked a couple people before, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but it never really got intense, and I would never consider it BDSM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so what's the difference? Sex. I never like labeled, so what is the difference with that? I think BDSM like? has labels and roles. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I was never labeled a dominant before. Mm -hmm. And she labeled me a dominant <laughs> and herself a submissive. Right? But I think people have pers dominant aspects of their personalities people right. are natural leaders sure. or mm -hmm. you could call them dominant right i mean that's sure. the alpha male kind of thing oh, yeah. mm -hmm. it could mm -hmm. be just the leader it's you know the family man that leads a ranch my grandpa was dominant in his relationship but sure. did it mean anything sexual no, no probably not right so when she started doing that and saying she was interested and you said well let's go to this party there's this cross and these floggers and oh all no. these different things <laughs> <laughs> and so so uh, you'll do it in like a group setting too yeah i love i'm an exhibitionist she's okay. an exhibitionist okay. i'm Interesting. not there's another label you're not <laughs> so y you you won't you won't like to do it in public but no i mean it's fine i don't yeah. get anything you don't get anything from she it she gets things i get from energy it. like you ah, get the energy yeah. from yeah. it yeah. Yeah. you I like attention. to be on stage you like the attention i see yeah I don't need the attention. Right. Yet. You're good. So, um, <laughs> but, well, yeah, we've done scenes in front of people before and demonstrations and mm. things like that. And there's been, a, you know, when I first started the first time at that place over, actually not too far from where we are now uh, uh -huh. in this area, there was a party in a basement of a house. And, and <laughs> the next day when I looked at her thighs and her ass, it was like, whoa, it was, it was kind of a little intense. redness. Little? No. It was no. black it was and blue. Oh, both cheeks, the thighs, everything. Because she said she wanted that. I said, "Okay, here we go." Did you? Right? And so he topped me. Yeah. He serviced me. I yeah. said, "I want you to beat my ass because I want. I wanted to see if I could do it. Kind yeah. of like running a marathon or something. Yeah. I want to see how this goes." And I had a great time. It was exhilarating, yeah. and I did it. I don't. I mean, and we've done it a couple times since then, but yeah. it's not 
I did it. I don't need to keep yeah. doing they it. call that impact play? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so when he did it, he yeah. did it, and he was doing it, and he yeah. didn't get any. Like, he was just servicing me. He yeah. was topping me. Yeah. yeah. And then. I can over swing th- stuff and hit stuff all night. I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> swing and a miss. So yeah. then it was it was a reality to me. I was like, whoa. Whoa, like, wait, yeah. I caused this, but it was consensual. So that was kind of trippy for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and there's been lots of marks left from that moment on but now i know like okay i gotta i shouldn't swing that hard like i need yeah. to warm up you know so you, then you kind of get into the methodology of mm-hmm. how you're going to make this happen and yeah and and not damage people yeah you don't want to yeah. permanently scar or yeah, them. Sure. yeah some people like the permanent scar. Right. I'm yeah not actually mm-hmm. that's a th- like i mean that's a thing too yeah. like people do kind of cutting or tattooing <laughs> of sorts mm-hmm. yeah you know that's the weirdest fetish that i've ever seen or the most out there one like, fucked up on your scale i brain. guess yeah i think so <laughs> yeah yeah or they'll cut uh, they would during um, sexual they play? would use kind of like scalpels and cut things into yeah. each other's bodies uh-huh. and then they would pour alcohol on it i i felt the same yeah. way he's yeah. like, it, it's like coiling. Oh, no and don't it's cut effed me up, like blood plays in my effed up category yeah. yeah 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 that scared me a little but i mean everything was consensual so yeah. i mean there are certain rules for that um sure. I, there's actually models i mean do you do you know a lot about like the kink aware um there's a website that kind of talks about mm-hmm. the models do you want to speak a little bit about that you mean kink professionals yeah well they're or, on that website they have these models where they kind of go over how to engage in that play in a safe oh, way well yeah I, I, I don't have all the acronyms in my head right now but there's sure. risk aware kink yeah. which is rack and then there's another version safe same and consensual mm-hmm. so some of this stuff mm-hmm. is not sane you know yeah. <laughs> but it is consensual <laughs> and it's maybe it's not so safe either yeah. i don't know but i'm happy to say that after you started to get used to this whole process and yeah. the different things you are now i'm really happy you're into it like yeah. you get arousal from it now sure. because <laughs> you yeah. see how much it excites me and some we've That's gotten into some very intense stuff, thing yeah. Right. And sometimes I cry, and that arouses him. Oh, and yeah. that's cool. I like that a lot. It's really intimate. How do you feel when you're at that point? Like, you? Um, I well, feel that, I mean, Are, you, are you crying from, yeah, like, I'm, is it catharsis? Or are you crying from yeah. the pain? Or No, the crying thing could be in a scene or out of a scene. It could be mm-hmm. crying in daily life. Like, the fact that she's opening up, mm-hmm. letting energy out, and I'm absorbing it and, mm-hmm. like, recycling it for her. And um, it taps into something. Yeah, it's a very intimate. It's kind of like when you're holding a child. Like women speak about orgasms when they're breastfeeding. It's not a sexual mm-hmm. thing that happens. It's biological. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So you can't really control that. And I remember holding my child as a kid and feeling this intimacy. Mm-hmm. And blood started flowing to my groin area. It's like I know it's not sexual. Mm-hmm. Right. There's. It's just biological. It's just a warm. It's more a it's deep yeah, love. It's such a like deep love. Extreme love that your body just kind of opens up, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like things it's, start It's flowing. beautiful. So, so that could be in a scene or not that mm-hmm. that happens at some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hear actually that's why after play, or not after play, after care is so yeah. important because um, some people who engage in some of that play, there's actually like a physical high that sure. they're getting. Yeah. And yeah. so that with that high, then afterwards comes a crash. They call yeah. it sub um, What's that? Yeah, subspace sub and sub drop. Sub yeah, space. exactly. So exactly. what happens in that space? I've only been in subspace one time. Yeah. And it was, I have written about it on my blog, The Beautiful Kind. Mm-hmm. And it was an out-of-body floating experience. Some people are good at doing, I mean, it, it, you have to really push yourself. It's very intense. I think mm-hmm. we were doing anal stuff at that time. Yeah. And then 
um, I've had sub drop before where we yeah. didn't know. One time he came on his lunch break and worked me over and then left, and I was in the fetal yeah, position. Yeah, I went back to work. And, <laughs> I mean, it was super intense for her, but for me, it was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to head back to work. Go back to work. <laughs> go to the grocery store or something. And then that time I learned, like, okay, it's much more intense for her than it is for me. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm a relatively big guy. I can toss her around if I want to and easily, and that goes back to, like, the safety of the door. Right. The closed door for mm-hmm. me and her sharing intimate space with people mm-hmm. to me bdsm is much more intimate than casual sex right because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. you have to yeah. have a certain trust with your yeah. partner sure. to not hurt you yeah. or to only hurt to you to the level that you want stop. or to yeah. stop yeah. When, you want, when you say stop yeah yeah you can't trust that with a stranger and yeah. i do bdsm with some of my clients the fetish work um, most of the men who come to me are submissive and mm-hmm. i'm the top for that and i'm the dominant in that role mm-hmm. He does. He doesn't really care for me to play submissive with other people. In gen- I mean, it's not like you forbid it or something, but you, no, I don't that's kind of special for us. If that's going to happen, there yeah. definitely needs to be eye contact with me and the person that's doing yeah. it, and a handshake. I totally understand that because yeah. when you're submissive to someone, like you're giving them total control of your sure. body it's and power mind. exchange. You're yeah. allowing mm-hmm. them into a place and that's that more intimate than any orgasm. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and it, um. BDSM is about surrender. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it takes trust. And, and a lot of people don't do it respectfully. And I've seen a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that use that guise and the, the, they label themselves as dominant, but they're really just predators. So how, how oh, do you wow. do it respectfully? Like You communicate. You respect people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. You go into the situation understanding that it's a mutual situation. It's not a singularity. Yeah. Like you're not going in it just for yourself yep i think it can be problematic that way i mean but there's a lot of photographers that use camera to take yeah. nude pictures of women <coughs> yeah and, you know and then they get up close to them and then touch them you yeah. know and then oh. they cross a boundary yeah and, yep. and, and, and the rope guys are riggers yeah. so it's about mm-hmm. keeping those boundaries and and they use rope as a tool to get closer to women yeah. and do stuff with so them they can tie them up and then all of a sudden they start touching them in a way that they hadn't talked about oh right. you know, that's not yeah. right. it's very common that's when it's inappropriate it's unacceptable mm-hmm. completely Okay, so that, yeah, that sounds like a predator right there. Mm-hmm. Like that's non-consensual. Well, it's non-consent. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they didn't it's agree to have opportunistic. Sexual touch. It's selfish. Yeah. I mean, selfish is not a bad word, but it is. Um, so, with your your gatherings, do you ever have anybody come to like? Have you ever had people come there and kind of cross those boundaries in a part of like you were talking about like orgy or other things like that? Oh, or like the. Well, not an address party. Clearly stated rules. In in uh, my in our group, Mm -hmm. there's many different organizations around, and there are some that attract, uh, like they kind of have a a reputation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But we don't condone that stuff. Mm -hmm. We have banned five men total in the past seven years from the group. We're very inclusive, but if Mm -hmm. someone crosses a line that Mm -hmm. makes you know. No. My yeah. You want a safe those, space. At yeah. those parties, totally, totally. I walk around and make sure the women are comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because sure. if the women are comfortable, the party will be good. If yeah. there's one uncomfortable women, woman in the place, unacceptable. Yeah. And so I've had conversations with some guys mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And usually one conversation is enough. Yeah. Like you okay. do. Make them so it's friendly warning this. first. Yeah. Yes. Right. So we we try to educate. Yeah. You educate yeah. them, say this it is the rule. It might be their first yeah. time and they don't know yeah. what to expect. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, right. there's written rules. They get an email or something before. Mm-hmm. but Everyone gets the same. I Not everybody that. reads them. 
That, yeah, but they and they also may not understand. But you can't cover a hundred percent of situations in written rules, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but when you get into a space and there's people without their clothes on and they're engaged mm-hmm. in sexual activity and that turns you on, what do you want to do? Just stand there? No, you kind of want to walk closer. And so, mm-hmm. that, I mean, those it's it's hard for a lot mm-hmm. of people, especially the first time. They yeah. they get so eager. They're and too eager, and yeah. it can be overwhelming it in a way. That it can be overwhelming, mm-hmm. and so it can be a learning experience. So it's too, about it sounds like and, and so some of the new people might not understand, you know, consent. Yeah. When it mm-hmm. comes to that, I think, or personal space. I think a lot of young men actually don't understand consent. Right. Well, people right. don't know, but they're not taught to have the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, like, you go to one of these sex parties. My guess is they're learning for the first time, even how some, not yeah. all of them, mm-hmm. but to have the conversation of like consenting all the way. And yeah. in my therapy treatment, um, especially with trauma survivors, that's like one of the first lessons I'm teaching is. How can you consent at every step of the game? Because yeah. people think of consent as only sex, like that penis and vagina sex sometimes. But no, mm-hmm. it's consent to touch. It's consent to be in the room together naked. It's consent sure. to, to kiss, hug. to hug, any yeah. of it. And like when you get people like conscious and aware of like, oh, there's ways I'm not consenting in the sexual experience, yeah. then they can take back their power sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I totally I agree and that's actually <laughs> going to be the end of our show that was a great conversation Yay. and it was really great to have you both on thank, thank you, you Matthew yeah, thank for you being so here much. thank you Kendra Holiday for being here and again I want to list your website as beopenedandhonest.com and sexstl.com and your personal blog where mm-hmm. we can find interesting stories about you i I gotta check that out is thebeautifulkind.com and as always you can find angela on therapistinstlouis.com if you need therapy in the st louis area Mm -hmm. and therapy or couples this has been the about Mm -hmm. sex podcast please like us share our podcast Mm -hmm. and you can always find us at aboutsexpodcast.com thank you have a good night bye 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 bye